Life is complex. Join us for the simple gifts of wisdom, love, and delight in the written word. John Milton's Paradise Lost Book 1 Part 2 Lines 192-380 through 380. Thus Satan talking to his nearest mate with head uplift above the wave, and eyes that sparkling blazed, his other parts besides prone on the flood, extended long and large lay floating many a rood, in bulk as huge as whom the fable's name of monstrous size, Titanian or earthborn that wars on Jove, Briarios or Typhon, whom the den by ancient Tarsus held, or that sea-beast Leviathan, which God of all his works created hugest that swim the ocean stream. Him haply slumbering on the Norway foam, the pilot of some small night-foundered skiff, deeming some island oft as seamen tell, with fixed anchor in his scaly rind, moors by his side under the lee, while night invests the sea and wished morn delays. So stretched out huge in length the arch-fiend lay, chained on the burning lake, nor ever thence had risen or heaved his head, but that the will and high permission of all ruling heaven left him at large to his own dark designs, that with reiterated crimes he might heap on himself damnation, while he sought evil to others, and enraged might see how all his malice served but to bring forth infinite goodness." Grace and mercy shone on man by him seduced. But on himself, treble confusion, wrath and vengeance poured. Forthwith upright he rears from off the pool his mighty stature. On each hand the flames driven backward slope their pointing spires, and rolled in billows, leave in the midst a horrid veil. Then... With expanded wings he steers his flight aloft, incumbent on the dusky air that felt unusual weight, till on dry land he lights. If it were land that ever burned with solid, as the lake with liquid fire. And such appeared in hue, as when the force of subterranean wind transports a hill torn from Pelorus, or the shattered side of thundering Etna, whose combustible and fueled entrails, thence conceiving fire, sublimed with mineral fury, aid the winds, and leave a singed bottom all involved with stench and smoke. Such resting found the soul of unblessed feet. Him followed his next mate, both glorying to have escaped the Stygian flood as gods, and by their own recovered strength, not by the sufferance of supernal power. Is this the region? This the soil, the clime, said then the lost archangel? This the seat that we must change for heaven? This mournful gloom for that celestial light? Be it so, since he who now is sovereign can dispose and bid what shall be right. Farthest from him is best, whom reason hath equaled, Force hath made supreme above his equals. Farewell, happy fields, where joy forever dwells. Hail, horrors! 
Hail, infernal world, and thou profoundest hell, receive thy new possessor, one who brings a mind not to be changed by place or time. The mind is its own place, and in itself can make a heaven of hell, a hell of heaven. What matter where, if I be still the same, and what I should be, all but less than he whom thunder hath made greater? Here at least we shall be free. The Almighty hath not built here for his envy, will not drive us hence. Here we may reign secure, and in my choice to reign is worth ambition though in hell. Better to reign in hell than serve in heaven. But wherefore let we then our faithful friends, the associates and co-partners of our loss, lie thus astonished on the oblivious pool, and call them not to share with us their part in this unhappy mansion, or once more with rallied arms to try what may be yet regained in heaven, or what more lost in hell. So Satan spake, and him Beelzebub thus answered, Leader of those armies bright, which but the omnipotent none could have foiled, if once they hear that voice, their liveliest pledge of hope in fears and dangers, heard so oft in worst extremes, and on the perilous edge of battle when it raged, in all assaults their surest signal, they will soon resume new courage, and revive, though now they lie groveling and prostrate on yon lake of fire. As we erewhile, astounded and amazed, no wonder, fallen such a pernicious height. He scarce had ceased when the superior fiend was moving toward the shore. His ponderous shield, ethereal temper, massy, large and round, behind him cast. The broad circumference hung on his shoulders like the moon, whose orb through optic glass the Tuscan artist views at evening from the top of Fiesole. Or in Valdarno, to descry new lands, rivers or mountains in her spotty globe. His spear, to equal which the tallest pine hewn on Norwegian hills, to be the mast of some great admiral, were but a wand. He walked with to support uneasy steps over the burning marl, not like those steps on heaven's azure, and the torrid climb smote on him sore besides, vaulted with fire. Nathless he so endured, till on the beach of that inflamed sea he stood and called his legions, angel forms, who lay entranced thick as autumnal leaves that strew the brooks in Valambrosa, where the Etrurian shades high overarched embower, or scattered sedge afloat, when with fierce winds Orion armed hath vexed the Red Sea coast, whose waves overthrew Bucyrus and his Memphian chivalry, while with perfidious hatred they pursued the sojourners of Goshen, who beheld from the safe shore their floating carcasses and broken chariot wheels. So thick bestrewn, abject, and lost lay these, covering the flood, under amazement of their hideous change. He called so loud that all the hollow deep of hell resounded. Princes, potentates, warriors, the flower of heaven, once yours, now lost, if such astonishment as this can seize eternal spirits, 
Or have ye chosen this place, after the toil of battle, to repose your wearied virtue? For the ease you find to slumber here, as in the vales of heaven? Or, in this abject posture, have ye sworn to adore the conqueror, who now beholds cherub and seraph, rolling in the flood with scattered arms and ensigns, till anon his swift pursuers from heaven gates discern the advantage, and descending tread us down thus drooping, or with linked thunderbolts transfix us to the bottom of this gulf. Awake, arise, or be forever fallen. They heard, and were abashed, and up they sprang upon the wing, as when men want to watch on duty, sleeping found by whom they dread, rouse and bestir themselves ere well awake. Nor did they not perceive the evil plight in which they were, or the fierce pains not feel. Yet to their general's voice they soon obeyed innumerable, as when the potent rod of Amram's son in Egypt's evil day waved round the coast, up called a pitchy cloud of locusts, warping on the eastern wind, that o'er the realm of impious Pharaoh hung like night, and darkened all the land of Nile. So numberless were those bad angels seen, hovering on wing, under the cope of hell, edwixt upper, nether, and surrounding fires, till, as a signal given, the uplifted spear of their great sultan waving to direct their course, in even balance down they light on the firm brimstone, and fill all the plain. A multitude, like which the populous north poured never from her frozen loins, to pass Rene or the Danal, when her barbarous sons came like a deluge on the south, and spread beneath Gibraltar to the Libyan sands. Forthwith from every squadron, and each band, the heads and leaders thither hast, where stood their great commander. Godlike shapes and forms excelling human, princely dignities, and powers that erst in heaven sat on thrones. Though of their names in heavenly records now be no memorial blotted out and raised by their rebellion from the books of life, nor had they yet among the sons of Eve got them new names, till wandering o'er the earth, through God's high sufferance for the trial of man, by falsities and lies the greatest part of mankind they corrupted, to forsake God their Creator, and the invisible glory of Him that made them, to transform oft to the image of a brute, adorned with gay religions full of pomp and gold, and devils to adore for deities. Then were they known to men by various names, and various idols through the heathen world. Say, muse, their names then known, who first, who last, roused from the slumber on that fiery couch at their great emperor's call, as next in worth came singly where he stood on the bare strand, while the promiscuous crowd stood yet aloof. Tis the gift to be simple. Tis the gift to be free. Tis the gift to come down where we ought to be. And when we find ourselves in the place just right, twill be in the valley of love and delight. When true simplicity is gained, to bow and to bend, we will not be ashamed. To turn, turn, will be our delight, till by turning, turning, we come round right.